Hi, welcome to Calm Waters. I'm your host, Wendy Lee, and I want to thank you for joining me today. I wanted to have part two of what we were talking about in the last podcast that I did about self-care because I just think that there is so much to talk about when it comes to self-care that 30 minutes is definitely not enough time to talk about self-care. In fact, I believe it's one of the most important topics of your life. And I didn't believe this years ago because I didn't have the tools or the knowledge or you know, knowing the training. Um, and when I say training, I, I guess I mean experiences, I should say, um, that I know now. And so knowing how important self-care is in, you know, in life and in um, all of our relationships that we have with all the people around us, um, not just our immediate family in our homes, but relationships that we have with ourselves, relationships that we have with our significant other, with our children, with our grandchildren, with people we meet on the street, with our hairdresser, with all these people that make up so much of our lives. And we spend so much time with a lot of these people that, you know, one would hope that by by now, when as we start to get older and we start evolving as human beings, that we really realize that in the end, what matters most on how we treat other people is how we treat ourselves. And as simple as that concept is to get and to grasp, how often is it that we all, myself included, we forget this. We forget this simple, simple thing, right? That is, if we love on ourselves a lot and we do a lot of self-care, then our cup's going to be full. And then in turn, we're able to fill someone else's cup or at least have the patience and have the stability and have the calmness within us to not react or to react better than when we are depleted and stressed out and hungry and tired and irritable and frustrated and cold or wet or, you know, or extra dry skin or we're, you know, frustrated about our, you know, the way we look in the mirror without clothes on or with clothes on or whatever it might be. No joke, right? And I think we all know this, that if we've had sleep and if we're hydrated and if we are pausing in between our transitioning, which I want to talk about today because we talked about this in Um, my philosophy class today and it was so rich and so um, honest and so true and I want to give credit where credit's due this is not me coming up with a lot of these things this is you know a lot of times um, you know I'm sharing what I am learning from other people and from other uh, outlets that I have right now and one of Um, the ways that I self-care 
is by uh, talking with like-minded people um, in once a week in my philosophy class that's online. And if anyone is interested, by the way, they do not sponsor my podcast, but I have to say that um, it is the School of Philosophy in New York. You can Google it, look it up. The first class you ever take is free. And then after that, uh, there's a, a minimal fee to attend all the subsequent classes after that. And there is the first class that's obviously the prerequisite that you have to take first. But it is such a wonderful, enlightening um, group of people. And it's such a wonderful way for me to spend a couple hours on a Thursday. I can't even tell you how it gives me um, energy. It gives me confidence. It gives me uh, a warm, fuzzy feeling because each and every single person that is in that class I feel such a deep love and connection to. And these are just people, most of them are in New Jersey or New York or upstate. Um, but they're all over, you can, you know, there's people from all over the world that partake in these classes. Um, and we'll, I'll, I'll get to a little bit more about that at the end of the podcast as well, because I, I can't stress enough that if you are um, longing for that human connection and, you know, we're all like still, you know, a little gun shy with COVID about going out to certain places. This is an excellent way to get your, um, philosophy, uh, spiritual deep connection needs met. So we'll touch on that again at the end of the podcast. But what I was getting at was today, another thing that we talked about that I think is so crucial in um, self-care and self-love is knowing what to do right before you're transitioning into something else that you're doing. So let me explain. I also talked about this. It's so ironic and so weird how last night when my spouse and myself were at therapy, this is exactly what we were talking about. And this is one of the tools that my therapist shared with me. Um, and it's so crazy that this aligned with exactly what we were talking about today in philosophy class. So to me, that usually shows me that I am on the right path in life and that the universe is aligning everything in my favor, which is so crazy and so um, wonderful all at the same time. I can't even tell you how, you know, how cool that is um, that, you know, that that would all align. But what was so neat, and here's the example. So let's say that, um, you know, that you are, uh, you know, you're, you're finishing up a yoga class, okay? And you're at the end where, which normally for me is like um, a few minutes of deep breathing and meditation towards the end of the class. And, you know, I know we only have about a minute left. When the class is over and you're done, and let's say you're on Zoom, go ahead and close that out. Now, before you even stand up to transition maybe into another room to make breakfast or go shower, take a moment. And it's called an awareness exercise. And if you want more information about it too, you can also go on to YouTube, type in awareness exercise, School of Philosophy in New York, and it will come up with examples of that. And it's literally about four or five minutes of your time. You can shorten it if you need to, 
but you sit quietly upright in a chair and you know they walk you through it's a little bit of deep breathing but mostly what it is is what my therapist does which is a little bit different than what the school of philosophy does for their awareness exercise and transitioning into something else that you're doing my therapist literally sits there before she's going to transition let's say she has um another client coming in a few minutes as soon as she's done with one couple she literally closes the door sits down closes her eyes takes a few deep breaths and envisions the people that are about to come in with her she envisions what she is going to talk about and what was talked about at the sessions prior and then she envisions the session going really well and then she takes a few more deep breaths she sits still with her feet on the floor her hands on her lap and then she opens her eyes and then she transitions into going to the door opening the door and letting the people in the door to start her next session and what this does is it pretty much trains your brain to slow down before you go into the next task and we were talking about this today before the school of philosophy class started and we're studying love by the way um before that started uh one of the uh moderators for the class she's very wonderful and and very lovely was talking about how nice it is to sit when you're about to have a meal and kind of take a few seconds to do the awareness exercise go into yourself close your eyes and just take a moment before you actually start chewing your food and before you start enjoying your food and making your food the only thing that you are doing in that moment you're not on your phone you're not watching tv you're not talking to another person but you are thoroughly immersed in chewing and eating that food and she said I can actually taste the flavors of the food versus, you know, sitting down and a lot of us we rush or we have to hurry up and eat to move on to the next task or get to the next destination or make that next phone call or get back to work. But, you know, this goes back to something that I think is so important and yet we don't do it and that is slowing down and that's the here's where this all ties in that's the idea of the awareness exercise that's the idea of doing that before you transition into doing another thing or going on to another task like right now normally i'm doing something else while i'm podcasting believe it or not that's just me it's kind of how i'm wired but after listening and really taking in what they were speaking of today during our session with the school of philosophy i realized that here i'm talking about this all the time to people to be more mindful be in the moment be in the present moment and really immerse yourself in that moment until you go on finish one thing before you move on to another thing i thought hmm i need to implement that even when i'm podcasting as hard as that is for me and as much as i want to 
straighten up the room that I'm in right now because I'm seeing things that aren't in order. I haven't logged out of my computer. I have things I need to pick up. I have dinner I need to make because I know my spouse is en route right now to come home. I'm simply sitting in my yoga room on my, my Japanese futon talking to you and trying to really think about what I'm going to say next and does it have value to you. I know it does to me and hopefully it will to you, but slowing down, learning how to do the transition and learning how to do the pause or the awareness exercise, they're kind of two different things. The pause is basically just really pausing and giving yourself a break from whatever it is you're doing, you know, whether it's 30 seconds or two minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes. And the awareness exercise, as I said, you can look that up and they'll, and it'll actually, there's a voice that walks you through what you should be doing because it tells you to focus on your taste, then focus on your hearing, and then you slowly start to open your eyes and focus on forms around you and sight and things like that. It's wonderful. So again, I didn't mean to go off on that tangent because I do want to finish up This is part two of my first part one that I already made today. And this is part two of self-care because I know how important self-care has become to me. And I'm really hoping that you on your journey will really focus on self-care. Because another thing we discussed today is you know, what, without me getting political, because I won't do that in a podcast, I never do that. And I don't want to get into all that. But, you know, we started talking about why is there war? Why is there hostility? You know, if we're supposed to, um, you know, really emit love or, you know, show love towards others, why is there, um, hostility? And why do people become hostile at times? And why is there hostile environments? And why, you know, do sometimes parents get hostile with their children? Or and, and I'm at fault for that too. I'm I'm you know definitely was not a patient person in my 20s or 30s. And I'm believe me, there's times where I'm not now. But I'm evolving into this better human being, like we all are. And you know, we were just discussing how you know, or I say too, we're only as good as what we know. So the more we learn, the better off we can become. And we were just discussing today, like, why do people, you know, get so hostile? And what happens between loving, you know, people and then all of a sudden, how does that go from loving into, you know, being hostile? I mean, that's such a, um, uh, you know, a broad spectrum there. You know, you can, you know, sometimes, you know, we get frustrated because we start off loving our spouse when they get home and maybe they, you know, um, threw their dirty shoes down and didn't put them where they belong. Or maybe, you know, they walked in the door and they were immediately complaining about stuff. And here we were coming from a loving place because we're happy to see them. But now that love is turning into a little bit of anger or hostility instead of just, you know, loving someone exactly who they are, exactly where they are, even if they are upset and negative and just accepting that, well, you know what? That's where this person is right now. They're not in a good space and I'm going to love him anyways. I'm going to love him even though he threw those shoes 
down on the ground and they're muddy or whatever. I'm going to love him anyways. And, you know, maybe if I'm calm about it, maybe he'll realize what he did and maybe he'll, you know, fix the problem. I don't know. But we were talking a lot about that today. And, um, you know, I'm going to digress a little bit and go back because that's where, you know, I was heading when I first started the podcast, but I wanted to make sure that I reiterated what went on today in my class because it's so true and it's so, um, it's such good knowledge that I wanted to share that today. But what sparked me when I was doing my first part one of this self-care was um, when I was telling you my, my routines during the day and, you know, one thing that I wanted to go into was what I do on the weekends that helps me to have a better, calmer week, you know, during the week when I have work and when I have other things that I need to tend to. And I can't stress enough how, um, to me, eating healthier foods is essential. It's essential for my digestion. It's essential for my well-being. It's, it's um, crucial to uh, pretty much how my entire week is going to go is pretty much based on my eating. And I know that sounds crazy, but because, you know, I deal with some IBS issues and whatnot, I pretty much have to be careful with every single thing that I put into my mouth. So basically, um, I meal prep. And I cannot tell you how important it is to make sure that you are meal prepping on the weekends. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you're a person like me that needs to at least incorporate a salad into almost every meal that you have, um, at least that's what I try to do, or vegetables, perfect example. Um, On Sundays, usually what I'll do is I will get up I will do my yoga and then I immediately start to meal prep. So I'll make sure I buy everything ahead of time um, and I will make a a nice big salad. I'll usually put it in separate containers so that literally all I have to do is open the fridge and grab them and add my um, dressing to it and I'm good to go. So that's one thing that I cannot tell you has changed my life as far as making things simpler during the week and it keeps me on track to eat healthy. But the other thing I do is I take usually an onion, some carrots, zucchini, squash, um, some peppers, not green pepper, but I usually do orange, yellow, and red. And I don't do a lot of peppers, just enough to give it a little bit of flavor. And then I will cut all that up and I'll make like literally a huge pan of nothing but vegetables. And I'll let those cook at about a 400 oven for about usually, you gotta keep an eye, but like 40 minutes to an hour. And then I'll have all these veggies and then I'll do a separate pan of just asparagus. And I like to put this all, I like to make sure that it's all in containers that are ready to go so that I can literally, um, during the week, just make, I make usually some rice as well because I have frozen bags of rice and those take like literally a couple minutes to make. And this way, if I need to in a pinch, I can add vegetables in with my rice Uh, Usually I'll have some uh, gluten-free pasta or brown rice pasta already made and pre-cooked in the fridge as well. And then another thing that I like to do is to make sure that I um, have, uh, it's a very quick and easy dish that I make, um, but I meal prep this as well. And it's just 
three, well, you can do like, I do about six really thick, long zucchinis. And I cut all that up and I cook that in a pan with some, a little bit of olive oil, some garlic salt, some, uh, I do usually um, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of pink Himalayan salt, and a little bit of um, garlic salt, onion salt, or you can use fresh garlic. I do that too. But I cook the zucchini really well. And then I take some brown rice that has been left over, you know, during the week maybe, and I'll throw that in there as well. And then I'll make some gluten-free gnocchi that I have, and I will add the gnocchi, and then I'll add usually a jar of some kind of organic um, tomato sauce, or I should say um, marinara sauce. And usually it's organic. I can't remember the name of the one I use, but if anyone's interested, you can always email me, and I can give you that recipe. But I add usually a whole jar of that, um, and believe it or not, like I let that cook up real well, and I cannot tell you how delicious that is. And for me, that is like a go-to during the week if I'm really craving like pasta. I don't put a lot of pasta in there, but it's just enough. And then the brown rice, and it's a very hearty dish that you don't need to eat a lot of it. I'll measure out about a cup to a cup and a half, and I'll also have a nice green salad with that. And it just it's just so nice to have that at the ready. And then I also will cook some salmon on Sunday, a nice big piece of salmon. And then I also cook up some chicken breasts and I have those at the ready. And, you know, it's perfect because when you have rice at the ready and you have some brown rice pasta at the ready, you can always just literally, it's a variety. You can make a salad one day and throw some salmon in it or make um, a salad with some chicken in it one day. You can even throw some brown rice in there if you like. But I cannot tell you how life-changing it is to have all that ready. And then if you do like fruits, the only fruits that I can really eat without it bothering me too much is I cook apples. And sometimes I'll have a bunch of cooked apples at the ready. So if I wanna just grab some of that, um, and then I cook them with a little bit of ghee butter and some cinnamon, and those are ready to go. And then I also cut up fresh strawberries and I have those ready to go. So if I want something sweet, and again, don't get me wrong, ladies, uh, I love my Dove chocolate every now and then, um, especially you know during menopause, hello, like the chocolate here and there is a must, okay? So I'm not a perfect eater, however, when I meal prep, I am less likely to go for the foods like the pizza and, you know, the real heavy lasagna or, you know, anything like that, which I love too. Don't get me wrong. We just had pizza the other night, I think last night, because it was actually pizza day, international pizza day. So I did partake in a little bit of that, but it's balance, right? You all, you have to balance. So that's another um, thing that you should do as far as to help yourself self-care during the week. Try meal prepping on the weekend. And you don't have to do it all day. I mean, believe it or not, the things that I do, you can, um, you know, you can break it down where maybe Sunday you do your pastas, your rice, and you do your veggies. And then maybe Monday, you know, if you have time, then that's when you can do your chicken and salmon. It's all up to you. And you can do it when you have time. But I try and just make my time work for me. You know, I'm, I'm very good at that. And I'm going to do a podcast soon on some life hacks that you're going to love because it'll help you and it'll be time savers for you as well. So we'll get into that another time. But 
I don't want to make this part two too long because I realize that we're coming up on, on 24 minutes here and how long can you really listen to me, right? But anyways, I hope that you um, will try some of the self-care things that I have mentioned in part one and now in part two. And if nothing else, if nothing else, try to incorporate the awareness exercise or the pause into your day before you transition into another um, task that you're doing and see if that helps to slow you down. And another thing that also will help with your self-care, and we talked about this today as well, is try to see everybody that you run into during your day as you're seeing them for the first time. Even if it's your spouse, like, I guess what I mean by that is wipe the slate. You know, I think we have to give people a chance to kind of redeem themselves. You know, it's a new day. And if you look at them with fresh eyes, almost, it's amazing how much that changes, um, you know, your overall, uh, I guess your temperament and how much patience you will have with them. I think that we can all agree that if we did this and we kind of looked at people and talked to people with like a sense of, oh, this is the first time I'm talking to them or the first time that you're talking to them um, today, you know, and make every single person feel special that you're talking to instead of maybe projecting and maybe you had a bad phone call before this next phone call. So you know how you go into that next thing that you're doing or that next phone call with an attitude, maybe not a good one because you just got off the phone and had a bad conversation with someone else. You know, that's another thing that you can work on with your self-care journey is stop projecting something else, another conversation or something that might be playing out in your head onto someone else, either at work or in your house, because we all do it. I do it a lot. And that is one thing that I am so working on. And I'm so grateful that it got brought up today to look at people with fresh eyes and to kind of just remember that you're starting over with this person. So I've talked about a lot today. So let's, we're going to end here. And I really hope and pray that all of you are going to take some of this and, you know, find whatever's going to work for you on your self-care journey. And I know that this is going to be, I think it should be an ongoing, um, uh, you know, I, what am I trying to say? This should be an ongoing um, thing that we talk about is self-care because it is so incredibly important. And it doesn't just end with part one and part two. I mean, that's kind of how I wanted to do this today, but I realize even right now as I'm speaking that this needs to be an ongoing segment, that's the word I was looking for, that maybe every other podcast we talk about new things that we're all learning about each other through self-care. And I'd love it, please, I'm asking, I'm begging, send me an email and let me know what you're doing to self-care and I know I've thrown out a couple different emails in the past and I keep saying I'm going to create a Calm Waters one and I will. But for now, please send any questions, comments, or tell me what you're doing to self-care. 
and to show self-love every day for yourself. I don't care if it's just, hey, Wendy, I, you know, I take a bath every day with candles and I put, you know, I put some uh, scents, some incense in the room. Uh, maybe you burn oils. I don't know. I, I want to know what you do so that, so that I can share your ideas on the podcast with other people because that's what we're in this. This is, we're all like hopefully listening to this podcast because we're all like-minded and we all love to talk about life and love and spirituality and the universe and why things happen and anxiety and menopause and, you know, yoga. And, you know, that's my jam. Like I love to talk to other people and to help people. So let's help one another. Give me your ideas. Let me know. But thank you again. And I hope that you will do me a favor and pass on my podcast to someone that maybe just wants to feel, um, like they're, you know, wanted and loved and in a community of sorts. And hopefully we'll get some new listeners out of that. So I'd really appreciate it. But if you are not subscribed yet, please hit the notification bell so that every time I make a new podcast, you will be notified. And I hope all of you have a wonderful evening and I wish you all love and light and I will talk to you soon. Thanks again. Bye now.